What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you for sharing some of your time with us. Um, hopefully, you'll be entertained. Uh, pretty excited about this next episode. Uh, before we go into it, though, do me a favor. Uh, check out Exxon Lures, capital D, capital W, 15. Get yourself a discount on some really, really sweet plastics. Um, can't say enough about them. Um, they, got a, they, got, they, got, they got a hell of a line of products. Uh, my favorite right now is the Swammers. Uh, I've been matching those up with uh, spinner bait or not spinner baits, uh, underspins, um, and had some success with them. But uh, using my chatter baits, all kind of shit. They got the uh, deception worm, which floats on the bottom. It, they got cool shit, man. Make sure you go check them out. Uh, use that discount code, get yourself a discount. Um, Rogue Fishing Company. I just got my new uh, phone tether, uh, so I'm excited about that. I uh, don't want to lose my phone again this year. I don't know if my marriage can survive it. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Love, love, love this company, man. Like they, uh, they got some good stuff to keep you from losing your shit. And uh, that's my goal from now on is to not lose my shit to the lake. So uh, check them out. Use discount code Darkwaters, uh, lowercase, and keep your shit safe. Um, that's about it. Uh, we'll just jump right into this. Well, first off, uh, I hope everyone's doing all right. It looks like there's a lot of shitty weather going around. I saw some weirdos out in Texas, uh, like bobsledding down a hill in a kayak. Because uh, there's just so much snow everywhere. Uh, I feel like this is kind of my fault for talking shit. I remember saying a few weeks back that this has been a pretty mild winter. And uh, it's not mild anymore. Uh, it's, it's it's pretty goddamn not mild. Um, it's cold and there's a lot of snow up here. Um, I don't know. I, I feel bad. I uh, hope, hope everyone's doing okay. I know uh, like Texas wasn't ready for it and everything shut down. And uh, those... Uh, Sweet ass turbine, whatever things have frozen, so you're not electricity's out. So you guys just aren't ready for this kind of life. So uh, I feel for you. I remember my first beer, but uh, anyways, uh, not much really else to talk about. We'll jump right into this. My next guest is uh, Jake Sovac out of Florida. Uh, dude's got the hair, the bod, the beard. He's always catching big fish. Got a lot of good things going for him, but. Uh, we, uh, we talked a lot about his uh, experience at uh, Lake Seminole, which was his first Hobie event. Kind of just, it was, it was a fun conversation. We were all over the place, but pretty much, you know, we're just talking mediocre tournament anglers, just talking about some of our experiences doing these tournaments and some of the things that we're learning about tournament fishing. And it was just like an open, honest conversation. Um, hopefully you guys get something from it or laugh about some of the shit we say. I don't know, but uh, ho- hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, I always enjoy talking to Jake. He's a cool dude. Uh, but yeah. That's it for now. I guess the season started. We got another Hobie event going on real soon. I see a lot of people down there pre-fishing. Um, it's cold, like 20 degrees. Um, that's, hang in there, guys. Uh, good luck. Uh, be safe. Make sure you guys wear the appropriate gear. Whatever. Don't, don't listen to me. You guys know what to do. But, uh, yeah, be safe, guys. Uh, can't wait to see how everyone does. Uh, tag me. Post me some pictures. Let me, go, let me know what's going on. But uh, that's it, guys. Uh, have a great day. Uh, can't thank you guys enough for the support, but uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Ciao.
What's up, Jake? How you been? Been good, man. How about you? Good, man. Uh, what's up with all this weather? Is uh, is Florida surviving right now? Florida's doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been lucky? Because everywhere else is uh, covered in snow. I saw Texas got a lot of snow and ice and um, holy shit. Like I, I was, I was talking shit because I said the winter up here was pretty mild, and all of a sudden the whole country just froze. Yeah, I don't think you're the only person that's been saying that. But uh, I mean, I mean, I'm all the way down south, so we right. got uh, we got a thunderstorm today, and that was that was it. Yeah, have you uh, you you've been doing a lot of fishing so far? Yeah, I've been busy the last uh, probably six seven weeks doing just pretty much every weekend doing something tournaments or practicing for a tournament. Isn't that ridiculous? I haven't even been on the water since October. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm, and like, the lakes up here are frozen. Like, uh, who knows? Maybe uh, mid-March, early April, the water might – I mean, it'll still be cold. It'll still be, like, winter fishing. But, like, that, that, that'll probably be by the time I can get a kayak on the water. That's cold, cold, though. Like, I was up at uh, I was up at Lake Seminole to practice mid-January. And uh, one morning it was 28 degrees, and I was, like – thinking about not going out. I was so cold. Um, I, I got bundled up, went out, though, and ended up warming up. But, I mean, for guys to go out there and it be, like, you know, in the upper 30s or low 40s and that's yeah. just normal, that's crazy. Yeah, pushing ice chunks out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, last year, like, early season, like, I, I wanted to go, like, I was trying to be all crafty, like, go out there uh, on the uh, one of the Great Lakes up here in Ontario. And yeah. I was going to go try to go out. You know, it was, like, early, early spring. Uh, most of the lakes were kind of thawed out, but still, like, there's still ice ice patches here. So I went out to this great lake, and uh, I got out, and I got about, like, 40 feet out, and I realized, like, there was, like, like icebergs and all kinds of stuff, like, still out <laughs> there, like, all over the place. And it was, a, it was like, cool video footage, you know, because the water's, like, really blue, and, and it, it literally looked like icebergs because, like, the Great Lakes, what happens is, like, during the storms, the wind will keep pushing, like, the, the snow and ice on top of each other. So it, it builds up, and it looked, like, it looked like an iceberg, or I was, like, in, like, Antarctica or something like that, but it, it was stupid because the fish. There's no way I'm gonna fish that kind of shit. It's just, it's yeah. just ridiculous. But uh, you were out there in your kayak. I was out there in my kayak. I was. I thought you know, like you know, go out there and like try to find them schooled up or something. Because you know, I, I remember some of the points and stuff like that. So I was gonna see if I could go find them like schooled up. And there's like, no, there's just like, just not just, like not like I mean, I realized like I, I could have got out of my kayak. If I could get out of my kayak safely and got on, I could like climb to ice mountain. It was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's like legit Titanic versus iceberg out there, except Great yeah, Lakes. It, <laughs> it was dumb. Like, like, if something was to happen to you, like, I could be anywhere. I mean, I'm in a Great Lake. Like, it's, it's, it's like no one's gonna find me. <laughs> but uh, shit, man. Uh, so one of the reasons I brought you on here, I saw you you did Seminole, and like I love talking to people when they like don't do that great, or not, not necessarily don't do great, but when they when they don't win, and like they, they, yeah. they talk about like some like the uh, the struggles of uh, you know tournament fishing. Because I think there's a lot. And uh, I feel like most of us struggle more than what uh, we let out to be because, like, uh, only one person wins the tournament and only 10 people yeah. place in the top 10. And the rest of us, you know, we place where we place. And so, you know, I just want to see how you did, you know, some of the things you did to prepare, uh, you know, actually how the tournament went and just pick your brain about some stuff. But uh, was that your uh, first tournament of the season? Uh, that was, I guess, technically my second tournament of the season. So I did um, uh, the Kissimmee chain, the KBF Kissimmee chain the weekend before that. Um, yes, he, he did do that. That was cool. Did you? Uh, did you? Did you meet Conrad? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a beer after and uh, <laughs> got to talk a bit. So interesting character. I felt. Yeah. I, I was really. I was really happy that he actually kind of showed up and did a, a decent job. <laughs> yeah, he did great. He killed. I mean, he he always. You know, it doesn't matter. He can show up to a body of water. He's gonna catch fish. He knows how to find them. He's he's he is a really good fisherman. 
And, you know, everybody gave him shit because he was all online tournaments. But you know what? He he showed up and uh, and he got it done. Nice, nice. Well, how did the uh, how did the uh, Kissimmee events do for you? Oh, so bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so bad. Yeah, so Kissimmee was tough. I I went out there for like a day the week before. Um, I didn't. I really didn't practice much, and I was just like Toho is my favorite lake to fish in Florida. So no matter what, I was just like, right, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna go fish Toho and fish some spots that I know and hope that, uh, hope that they're biting there. And they weren't. So I, I caught a couple fish, but I mean nothing, nothing to talk about. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even see you post anything about it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not. Uh, not a good day. I mean, I went out. Uh, like I said, I, I had one day to practice, and I, I caught one good one in practice. It was uh, just under twenty inches. So I was like, "All right, so you know, they, they may be be here. I'm gonna come back to this spot." Uh, cold front came through. I put, I think they put got pushed back off into like some offshore brush piles and and stuff like that. And um, I was trying to fish some grass lines a little further up, and I just couldn't get on them. Yeah. Well, what's 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 fishing like this time of year for Florida? I mean, I know I'm from there, but it's just been so long, and I've been up here for so long, and you know, I know what real winters are now, and like the Florida doesn't have real winters. I don't, you know, it's a, it's weird. Like, you know, like growing up there, like I remember being in like, uh, you know, board shorts and uh, sweatshirts during Christmas, and then, um, then I also remember sometimes it getting pretty cold, like you know, 20, 30 degrees. But fishing, uh, I never really did that much fishing in the winter. So, like, what, 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 what are you? Granted, you're also way, way further south than I was. I mean, is it? To get hard to nonstop. I go up. I go all over the place. But yeah. man, it's um I've had a hard time fishing this time of year. You know, like it seems like the spawn is happening for like five or six months here. Like it's right. it it starts as early as November in some place, and it's gonna go as long as May in some other places. Um and figuring out what part of the spawn they're in has been it's been really hard for me this year. And it seems like every time you think you've got something figured out, you've got fish schooled up or you've got them uh, staging to go spawn, it, like a cold front goes through and just kind of messes everything right. up. Um, I don't have the free time to get on the water and uh, and follow them around when they start coming. So I'll go right. one weekend and I'll go out the next weekend and it'll be completely different or I'll be at a, on a different body of water that's, you know, two hours north and uh, they're not as far along in the spawning processes, you know, somewhere down south. So when is your guys' like pre-spawn? Like when, when's it a really good time to go out there and catch a PR? Right now. Um, right now? Yes. I mean, if you talk like south end of Lake Okeechobee, I mean, the spawn's been happening for at least a month now. Uh, if you're talking about, you know, like Lake Seminole, they're getting – they're either pre-spawn right now or getting ready, get, gearing up to get into pre-spawn mode. Yeah. Um, it's still pretty cold up there. The water was down to uh, down to the low fifties when we when we in the uh, tournament, where at least where I was fishing. Yes, that's 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 warm water to me. That's up here. That's when they start. That's when they start moving up. Uh, up up here. That's when like, <laughs> it's, like it's, it's, that's good fishing. Uh, water tips up here. It's it's crazy how like granted they're all bass, but like they're it's relative to where they're at, like how their behavior when they do certain things. Because I mean, I mean, for, I mean, like last year, like. It just hit like it was like. Can you remember why? It was like it was like it was a cool day. It was like 48, 9 degree water temps in the morning, and there was a feeding frenzy. Um, you know, I, I think I caught like three or four 19 inches like back to back. Like, if, it, if it would have been a tournament day, it would have been like that would have been my day. Um, yeah. But it, it was just crazy because like, you know, it's going out there. I was like, man, this is gonna suck. The water's cold. I'm <laughs> cold. You know, I'm, I'm geared up like my winter attire. I'm like, this sucks. And I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna go out there and 
drag a jig or drop shot, whatever, and, and get two bites. Maybe I'll catch a fish. And then when I got out there, I'm just like, just launching chatterbaits. Just like, I could not, I mean, my buddy just could not stop catching them. It was, it was a, it was just like one of those special days. But then again, it's just like, it was 49 degrees. Like, what, what, what do these fish really do? Like, what, what's really the, the thing that motivate them? You know, because that was, if, if, that's what was killing me. When I was on Seminole on day two, a cold front came through. Water temperature was just going down and down from day from practice day. It had just gone down continuously. And um, on day two of the tournament was when the cold front was supposed to finish pushing through. We were supposed to have bluebird skies, and you know, it ended up being cloudy all day. Anyway, so I'm I'm fishing really slow. I was fishing a chatterbait, just or a uh, chatterbait or a, a lipless crankbait, and just kind of yo-yoing it back. Uh, I got one fish on day two that way. And then I get back to the ramp and talk to these guys, and they're like, oh, I was burning the, I was burning a lipless crankbait back, or I was burning a chatterbait over the tops of grass. And it's just like these guys are moving these baits as fast as they could while I'm sitting there working them as slow as I possibly could. Yeah, following the rules, right? The weather tent. Like, like it's, it's weird. Like, these rules, I'm not saying they're completely wrong, but it's like you can't really – there are no rules. Like, it's a wild animal. It kind of just does what it wants. It feeds when it wants to feed and, you know, mates when it wants to – whatever spawns when it wants to spawn, but it's just – you know, it's just, it's just crazy, like how, like, just you know, like one day can just be like, you know, the, the most, like, you can be the most, like, off day, worst conditions, cold, freezing, and then, uh, you know, you're catching, you can't stop catching them. So, yeah, it's a, you know, but uh, so going into Seminole, dude, that's that was a big one. Like, was that your first uh, Hobie event? That was my first Hobie event. Yeah. What'd you think? I loved it. I mean, I, I got up there and like halfway into my first day of practice, I, I was on or not even halfway. I got out to practice and then my plan was to check out two ramps. I, did, I had one day to practice on Friday and I, I got to my first ramp where I'd found fish like a month ago. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start here just to make sure there's some fish still here. I'm going to hit these couple little spots. And I hit my first spot, 15 minutes, got my first fish, dropped it back in. Went to my second spot, third or fourth cast, caught another one, and then saw a bunch of fish coming up with it. So I'm like, all right, I got a solid school here. Drop that one back in and took off. Um, so I knew I had some really good fish in that and off of that first ramp. Um, I went to the second ramp, and uh, there was just absolutely nothing there. I, I didn't get bit. I didn't see any action. Didn't see anybody else catching fish. So with the one day of practice, I was just kind of like, all right, I'm, I'm going to this ramp, going all in here, and I had a – got to figure it out um and i got fired up on, on day one um you know everybody took off and um got to that spot got to where they were schooled up and i'm just sitting there waiting for waiting to start seven o'clock hit lines in and i start casting 15 minutes goes by to get bit kind of moved around a little bit and then all of a sudden i got bit and then three casts later, got a got another bite, and three casts later, got another bite. I'm sitting there with three fish before I think eight or nine o'clock, and I'm like, oh my god, like I'm actually, I'm, I was like just pumped to be pushing right. towards the limit on that day. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get my five here really early. I didn't get bit out of that school again the rest of the day. Um, I spent another hour or two trying to get something to bite out of there. I'm like, they gotta be here. They couldn't move far, but uh, couldn't get anything else out of it. Um, Ended up going up really shallow late in the day and ended up getting my fourth fish. Um, and that was it. I fished like hell for the, for my fifth fish on day one, and I just couldn't get it. Um, but it was it was a tough day for everybody. Um, with it being my first Hobie event, I was pretty happy with the situation, with where I was sitting. Um, you know, I was half happy. Half of me, the competitive side of me, was like, damn, I, I needed that fifth one today. I really right. needed it. But 
at the same time, I was pretty happy to be able to go into day two in a position where I can still compete for a check. Um, so like I, I could, I still could have gotten into that 18th spot and, and gotten that last paycheck, which I think the guy who took 18th did only have four fish one day. Um, so I was still fired up. I was still excited. Like, if I could just dial it in a little bit more on day two, figure out how to get that fifth bite, I I might be looking at getting a getting a check at the end of the day. Well, what do you like? What was your? Uh, you only have one day of pre fishing. Like, how many days do you think that you would like to have uh, going into an event like that? That's that is probably one of the biggest challenges that I faced. Um, I'm, I'm I'm in a situation like you. I can't just uh, I can't be like some of those other people and just go. It's been a week or two there, so I got you know. But I'm trying to figure out because what I've learned is that one day is just not enough. But I know I don't need more than three. Um, so I'm yeah. like, it's like it's, it's a two, three days. That is that what? Because the thing is, I haven't done like a um, a Hobie event yet, but I've done I've done enough KBF events where it didn't really matter that you like you have one day to win it, uh, or one one day to compete. That was it. Yeah. You know, before they started doing the, the double up, and so it wasn't like. Like you only had to you only had to be on them like that one day. There wasn't like a second day, and like like so. There's more. There's more stuff that I'm thinking about because you know, I'm getting ready to do these Hobie events this year. It's just like that's two days. And like one of the things that you said was like when your 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 uh, picks on Instagram was like that, like the staying focused. And it's like, well, how can you stay focused when there's just so much you don't have, like so much you know, like data you're missing to kind of make you like to kind of put you in those like that zone. You because know, I mean, we all know like when you when you're on them, you got that feeling. But you know, like one day, I just don't see how that really gives me gives me that like that that warm and fuzzy in the, going into like a, a event like that because i mean if everything goes to shit on day one and that was it that was like i put all my eggs in that one basket is it i don't even what do you do do you just guess and, and, and move across the lake do you just or do you just go home after day one i mean it's, there's so much to Honestly, think about that is exactly that is exactly what happened to me yeah. um like I said, I, there was two spots that i got a fish in uh off of that first ramp and the first spot I caught a fishing on my day of practice, there was a guy sitting in that spot the entire time, uh, both days. So I didn't even get a chance to go back there. Um, so I, I had one spot and it produced pretty decently, uh, you know, on day one. I mean, I got three fish out of it. I wish they would have, that school would have lasted me a little bit longer. And then I went back there on day two and, um, they just weren't there. Um, and that had me sitting there just like, yeah. all right the where could these fish have gone and this this area that i was fishing it was just a it was a deep hole um just on the uh, on the front side of a grass line and i'm sitting there telling myself like there's only so many places these fish could have moved to um they're not going to go any deeper the right. the only the only place they could have gone is up to this next grass line and i'm sitting there like fighting with myself like all right they got to be on the grass line they might be here they like they might have gone there like the only place they could have gone is this grass line um and i still don't know why i didn't i didn't even listen to myself i'm just like well i heard they were catching them in standing timber so i'm gonna go try to find some of that <laughs> and um and that's that's how i had to go in day two um and i mean that was a huge huge learning experience for me there is i mean first of all just trusting my gut to like to really listen to myself knowing that i know where these fish are um yeah and that's been like like to me like even with the one day term is like it's like here's the thing like like i'm not saying you shouldn't like i mean obviously pre-fishing is like it's important but i don't know how important it is in a lot of, in a lot of ways because i mean if 
if you find a spot that has fish, like we know it produces, we know there's a reason why there's fish there. Uh, and we know like, I mean, like, so, so if that place goes, is, does that mean I need to find another spot or, or is, are those other spots going to be any better? Or, or is it just me going out there knowing what I know about fishing? Like, like you were doing, like, breaking it down. Like I know that they couldn't move far. They had to move to these, uh, the second grass line. And she's like, I mean, that's like the important stuff. I think that I sometimes forget about instead of like, because you, know, you get so caught up on eliminating water and, and um, you're doing these other things on the pre-fish, you forget it. Like, there's the fishing aspect of this where, like, you know, there's a wild animal that's going to do what, what it's got to do based off, you know, whatever's going on, you know, the conditions that day. And so, like, a lot of times, you know, I, I had a, a conversation with a, a better angler one time. He's like, there's fish there. Like, I mean, like, it's, it's not that going anywhere is going to make this any better. It's like, there's fish there. You just got to figure out how you're going to catch them and if you can catch them. And it's just like, do I need a whole week of pre-fishing to figure that out? Because I don't know how many people have gone out there and pre-fished for like two weeks and come come game day, completely blow ass. No, you know what I mean? Yeah. It just completely suck. And it's just like, is it because the fish aren't there? Or is it because like something changed and, and you need to adjust and, and figure out how to catch the fish? Because I mean, how many other times where you're not catching any fish and then someone comes in there and catches the catches a big you know catches all of them? You know, what I mean, it's just it's it's a weird yeah. like balance when you're trying to figure out how to do these these tournaments because. What what is the right way to go about this? And like you know, that's what I'm kind of trying to figure out. Like when it comes to pre-fishing, you know, and all these things. Like based off you know my budget, based off how much time I can get away from work, and how much time the wife will let me go, and like what's the what's the sweet number, and, and how much of it's mainly just to make myself like feel better going into you know what I mean. Like how much of it just to give me like uh like coffee, you know what I mean? Like like when you feel ready, like oh I've done everything I need to do, prepare for this. Yeah. I pre-fish, I did this, I did that. I have a plan A, plan B, plan C. And now I can go into the tournament kind of with like, a, you know, like, like getting ready for a fight. Like, did you do everything that you could to get ready for that event? Or did you slack here? You know, it's, those are the kind of things that, I'm, that I think about a lot of times. Because, I mean, like, what 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 exactly are we doing? Because, I mean, it's, it's just fishing. Like, it's finding the fish. So it's always going to be the important thing. And so, That's I don't know. It. It's finding the fish. And, like, catching the fish is not the hard part. I mean, that's why guides get paid hundreds right. of dollars to take you out and hang out with you for eight hours. It's, it's not to show you how good of a fisherman you are. It's to bring you to the fish and, right. and so you can catch them. Um, and really, that's the biggest challenge, I think, is just finding the fish and then almost breaking down an area because, especially in Florida, it's like you pull out of the, out of the ramp and everything looks so good. There's vegetation right. everywhere. There's lily pads. There's, there's hydrilla. There's Kissimmee grass. There's... Um, there's reeds, there's everything that you're like, oh, there should be fish there. There should be fish there. And, um, you need to find a way to break down the map and, you know, go on the map, say, okay, there's a point here. Uh, I'm going to, I can eliminate all this water. That's just kind of like random. And even if there's some good grass or, or, uh, something there that you're like, oh, that looks good. You can look, refer back to your maps and be a little bit more like, all right, well, this one spot in this smaller area is probably there may be fish all around but this point or this this landmark is most likely where they're going to be sitting right. if they're if they're in this area um and that was that was my approach for my one day of practice like i said there i knew there was fish in this area a month ago if they were going to be there i felt like they were going to be in one of like 10 10 waypoints that i ended up marking I went to each one, spent about 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, some of them had fish, some of them didn't. And even if I didn't catch one, um, some of the waypoints I just eliminated because they may not have had the grass that I thought they had. Um, some of them I just didn't like, you know, which, yeah. you know, and I think that's just a feeling for it too. But 
well, I think that's kind of like my strategy now, really. Um, you know, because I feel like because like, the most I'll probably really get is like maybe two days. And I think that the most important thing is finding those things where that, you know, like areas that could that could be potential, not necessarily you get down there and, and you find them and you start catching fish. I mean, that, that would be great, too. But like really get up there and find those grass lines, find the ledges, find the brush piles, uh, you know, finding out why this area would be good for because I don't have a lot of time to go out there and just cover, you know, tons and tons of water. Yeah. So, but like, uh, you know, what I've been doing, I just, I just haven't been successful at it yet, but it's just like, like, like when you look at the map, like, you like, I like this area. It has this, it has that. And you do your Google earth, you do your, uh, whatever you look at your six different maps. And you're like, okay, there's no reason why there wouldn't be fish here. You get out there, you confirm it on your, uh, your graph. And that's about it. That's about all I can really do. Um, you know, hopefully I catch a fish or two, but you know, it's just, it's not one of those things where I can just go from the North and the South end of the lake and, and not only that, but like, you know, a lot of times I, I don't know what, why, what's the point of that a lot of times. Like, it's, I mean, like, like, like what's the point? Of, what's even the point of practicing when the fish might not be there or might not yeah, be? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, I mean, like, what are you going to do? Like, oh, the fish aren't here. So now I'm going to drive all the way up to the North End. And, 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 and I've done that before, you know, in tournaments where like, you know, like, oh, no fish are here. Well, I'm going to go to the North End because I caught fish there, you know, two months ago. And then I drive up to the North End and then, you know, realizing the water temps are the same, the uh, cloud coverage is the same. All these things are the same, and, and so unless I'm going to go to that area and fish it differently than I did the other area, I don't really know what the like what was the reason of me really moving, because uh, I could have just I could have saved that time and really broken down that area that I was in originally. And you know, cause I, I just feel like a lot of times, like once you find like a, a pattern, that that pattern probably goes, it's probably consistent throughout most of the lake, anyways. I, guess I agree depending with on that. The size, sure. Depending on the, 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 the size of it. And grant, grant, I know there's there's certain honey holes, but I don't have time to find those honey holes. I'm not, you know, and things like that. So it's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, Something I noticed down here in Florida, uh, at least for me, is during the spawn, if you can find the areas where they're going to be spawning, you kind of work your way out from those. Yeah. And uh, with the spawn, you can find those landmarks a little bit easier, I think. When you start getting into the really hot summer months where they're going to be an offshore structure and you got to literally go out on your graph and search for it, um, that's that's going to be a lot more difficult. But when when it's uh, pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn, you, you if you've got a general idea of where they're going into, and then you're going to know where they're going to be coming out of. And you right. kind of dial it in that way or kind of uh, eliminate water that way. Right, but but also it like, gives you like a starting point. Like I, I kind of mm -hmm. like, that's, that's something like, I was kind of thinking about too. Like you know, you know where they like, especially during that time of the year. Like you know where they want to go. You know where they want to end up. Um, and so like they're either gonna be there or they're gonna be somewhere like trying to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so starting from there and then like working your way out. That seems like for me like that like that's like a better approach than what I've been doing in the past. Or like even during like the hot like the the, the summer, like like where do they eat in the morning? And then starting from there, and then working your way out. Because I mean, that, that, to me, that just seems like that would be like the, the most rational way to like to go about this. Because we know where they want to be at certain points, and so they have to come there. So like, like, like it's almost like I don't know, like tracing them back to where they might be. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. When it gets out to offshore, it gets a little, uh, you know, it's a different beast. But still, I'll tell know. you what my struggles always been is it's not finding the areas that they should be. It's I think. And, you know, sometimes I think I give the weather too much credit and sometimes I don't think I give the weather enough credit. Um, right. You know, I mean, it's just like I was telling you, they should have been moving super slow on day two on Seminole and everybody was burning their baits back. Um, but one of the biggest mistakes that I've always made and something I'm really trying to, I mean, even just recently, it's kind of 
come to light and I've realized it is every time a cold front comes through, I think that is going to completely, you know, they're like, oh, if a cold front comes through, it's going to push the fish back off. It's going to back them down. If they're getting, if they're on beds, they're going to get pushed off. And I think that means they're going all the way back to start. You know, it's like you work here, the fish are working their way up this ladder. They get knocked all the way back down to wherever they began. And really, no, they're, they're probably moving, you know, a hundred yards away or less. Right. Yeah. I I just struggle with that. Yeah, the big yeah, you always think it's like big moves. It's not always big moves. It's, it's sometimes it's just very like very small, subtle, like you know, hundred feet, like whatever. Like I have the same thing too. Like when you expect like the uh the front to push them back and then it literally is they, they they found like a whether it be a rock pile or a, a secondary point that just hang out until whatever, until things get more like the c- conditions get more to what they want and they start moving right back up. But yeah, it's it's I think like I was talking, I was talking to uh, like my last guest, and I was like, I feel like like human beings get in more pattern, like more focus on a pattern, or more focus on like what's going on with the elements and the fish do. You know what I mean? I think the fish are very simple. Like they they want what they want food and they want shelter. They want things like that. And we're all like, well, no, it's the the water temps are fifty degrees and the sunshine's <laughs> doing this and these, so they got to be here. And, and then like I don't know if that's true anymore. Like I've never been a fish before. Um, you think, about, think about your soft plastics. Think about how, how many different colors of plastics these fish see every day. You're going to come back to the ramp and somebody's got them on June bugs. Somebody's got them on black and blue. Somebody's get, got, getting them on green pumpkin. And it's like, all right, does the color matter? Or are they just like, oh, food? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, caught, I've caught them in weird places on weird things. Um, to, to the point now, I'm like – are we? Do we really know what we're doing, or or what? Like to me, it just seems like when you look at the guys who've been really successful, there's like one thing they all have in common. Um, for a lot of them, have in common, like someone like Russ Snyder, or something, like, and some of his yeah. crew, they're all guides. Um, they they all got like they're they they're all like in the profession of finding fish or, or bringing people to fish. Uh, I'm not saying that like the, you know like they don't they don't they're not honing in on like certain weights and colors but I, I guarantee that they could take anything and go to those areas and catch fish um a lot of times i think that, that that's that's the thing it's it's uh it's it's like you said if earlier you it's, it's, time it's on the water. yeah if you get that time on the water to get confidence in the fact that they don't care about what color your bait is then and then you're good to go but i think that one if you only get one day a week or two days a week to get out on the water then uh you know you're gonna be start catching them on a like golden black lipless was my was my go-to lipless crankbait on Seminole. I would not change it no matter what. And that's the one I believed in. That's what I had confidence in. Some guys got them on red. Some guys got them on sexy shad. Right. But, but I mean, the, the same thing happened to me. Like, like, I always felt like I had to have, like, especially during, like, the uh, early spring, like, that when the, the pre-spawn, like, I had to have, like, my square bill had to be red. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know what that is. Like, I – but I was, like I had like I had to have it on there. But then like once I'm, I I didn't have red or they weren't hitting the red and I threw a, uh, a whatever and I'm like they're hitting that too. Like the, the, yeah. you know it's it's just I don't know it's uh it's like you said I'm like you said you're comfortable with that that's, that's your confidence uh you know learn it's that that's got nothing to do with the fish though you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate. I've spent a lot of time with. Uh, uh, with a good buddy of mine, he uh, he used to fish the uh, the Costa series. He fishes some BFLs and the ABAs down here now, and he's uh, he's taught me a lot just with like pretty much like a, a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about now is me just right. regurgitating a lot of the stuff that he's taught me over uh, over the past year or two. And it's uh, 
he's just always telling me to simplify everything as much as you possibly can. You don't need 10,000 colors. You don't necessarily need, right. you know, 10,000 different lures, you know, if they're going to eat one thing, they're probably going to eat something else that works very similarly, you know, and, you know, like he'll, he'll compare a chatterbait and a, uh, a chatterbait and a lipless crankbait. It's like, if they're going to eat a lipless crankbait, why wouldn't they eat a chatterbait? I mean, they're both vibrate again. A lot of times he's right. You know, like if he's, he'll throw one and I'll throw the other just to have something different tied on and we'll both be getting bit. Right. So it's, yeah. it's, it's like you said, if, as fishermen, we put so much emphasis and we build up all these different things and like they try to explain every action that, or every movement that the fish is going to make. And right. we can't, we have no idea. Like None. they can go do whatever the hell they want. I think I think like one of the things that I, that I, that I really do like to hone in on though, is, instead of like focusing on like on some of the things I do, but like like boat positioning and, and casting, like I think those are like the the things that, that that probably really hurt me during a tournament. It's not necessarily what I'm throwing, but it's how and where and what positioning am I throwing it from. Uh, you know what I mean? And I think that's a I still don't get it. You know, like you know, why do I need to be at this and and, and hitting it at this and you know wh which way is the fish going to be positioning itself? It's like, I, don't, I have no idea how you people like learn that kind of shit. Like, like sit there and like learn like like how the fish is going to position itself here and there. And, that and I picked up on just like a little bit, but more so in the summer when like when they are really looking for that cover. And as far as like an angle of your retrieve, I've never really noticed the difference. Um, I, I I can see certain instances where if you're trying to bring something over a hump, you know, there's going to be fish on the other side waiting to eat that bait. Um, there may be a time where like you want to throw it directly at a point because that's what, like the fish are just feeding straight off of that point, waiting for bait to get pushed up onto it. Um, but I mean, or if you're talking about cover, it may just be where the shade is and, you know, like you can have one lily pad and, you know, at 9 AM you might throw it to the left side of it. And at 3 PM you might throw it to the right side of it. Yeah. But those are like the hundred little things that if you know, make you a better angler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, and, that, and and that's another thing. Again, it's just time on the water, and like you, you start to notice these little things that you know, like the average fisherman or the occasional fisherman won't pick up on. They're like, "Oh, there's a there's a rock. I'm gonna cast at it." And then it's like, right. "Okay, well, where's the sun at?" And sun at what time? Of, what's the water? To, and that's what those things all start. <laughs> Yeah, dude, it's a it's dude fishing so hard, dude. Like I, I've done a lot of things, I've done a lot of challenging things, I've done a lot of physically challenging things, but fishing is the one thing that just like Jesus Christ, like does it ever get easier? Does it ever like click? Does it ever, you know, but it's just it's a, and then when it does, it's but there's still so much more you gotta learn because everyone else is learning, everyone else is getting better, and yeah. you can't just Everybody's like always learning. And you know, it's it's funny because it's like you can suck and suck, and then all of a sudden you have a great day and you're like, ah, oh, that was easy. I'm gonna go do this again next week. Yeah. But you know, it's it's I don't know, it's a uh, it's, it's it's a tough sport. But uh, so uh, Seminole, like, how did they? So what, the second day, like, was it? Did things change dramatically? Were you uh, like, well, how how did you figure it out? I know I know it was tough. I know you're having a hard time staying staying with it. Like, I mean, explain that part. Because to me, that's like the like the, the the worst part about this. Like, you know, a KBF event, it's over. You know, eight hours, you're done. Uh, yeah. You know, a, a Hobie event. You know, I think. The, when I, when I think about doing like let's just say let's just say you like you did really good day one, you got to do really good day two as well now, and and trying to stay focused and trying to keep that that, that mind sharp and, and and who knows how tired you are who knows how many days you've been pre fishing 
how you've been sleeping, you know, all those kind of things that probably play, you know, play a part in it. But uh, you know, how oh, rough yeah. is it on day two? Dude, even just starting with getting off the water after day one, you know, like you're excited. I was excited. I had a, an okay day, a good enough day to keep me competitive. Um, and I'm like, I got to go back to the hotel and get ready for tomorrow. And, you know, and my, my hotel was an hour away. Uh, I wanted to grab some dinner with some buddies, got back to the hotel at six. I'm just, I sat in the bed. I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I just want to go to sleep right now. Right. You know, got my stuff around, got rigged up, um, loaded the truck and, you know, dragged myself out of bed in the morning on day two. I was, I was excited, but I was just beat. I'm pedaling around. Like, again, it's, it's obviously all human powered pedals or paddle. So, I mean, it's even more exhausting than uh, than a KBF event would be. Cause I'll, I'll go out with a Bixby usually. Um, but then getting out there on day two, I thought for sure I'd get a few out of my, uh, out of my school of fish early in the morning. And when they weren't there, I, just went straight like I said I went straight to panic mode I I, I knew what I needed to do and then I decided I'm like well I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna go and I, I messed around doing some dumb stuff for like an hour just yeah. stuff that is like why why are you even doing this of all the things you could be doing I look back and I'm like why did I even try that uh, you know the, 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 the one the, the part that gets me like when I, when I do start panicking like, and I start thinking about all the things I could be doing the first thing that hits my my mind is like get my ass back on the road and do it, getting that long ride back home. <laughs> I, get, I get there a lot faster if I get out of the water right now. You know what I mean? Get that way. Like I get, I get frustrated and I just get very like, I don't know. Like I just, I'm, I'm just start grabbing every rod. I'm like, all right, I'm going to take, I'm going to cast this a couple times. No, they don't want that. I want them to try this. And I'm just thinking and like giving myself a reason to try all these different things. And then finally, like, like I said, after like an hour of just throwing random stuff that I should have never been throwing, uh, I was I just stopped and relaxed, tried to calm down for a minute and I said, all right, what have you heard? What do you think you need to do? Um, and I was just like, all right, I've, I've heard they've been catching them in standing timber. I need to get to I, I knew where there was some timber. I was like, all right, I need to go to this area. I think that's my best shot. That's the only place I, that's going to it's going to be retaining heat. There's going to be fish up against these trees if I can find them. So I went to this one area and I start paddling up and um, I actually like stumbled across this, this area on accident. But, and this was also probably one of the most uh, discouraging things that ever happened. So I I'm going up this Creek and I turn the turn a corner and there's just this beautiful field of trees standing up in the water. And I'm just sitting there like, that's it that's where I'm going to go get my limit today. And um, there's two kayakers up ahead of me that looked like they were just working up the bank. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I got to beat these guys to this spot. Um, and as I was getting closer, I noticed this notice, they started speeding up a little bit. And I was like, Oh no, I'm going to, I'm going I'm to race now. I got to get up there. Like, I want to get to these trees and fishing before they can. And um, I get up to the, to the last guy and he goes, Hey man, I'm in first place right now. Can you just stay out of this area? <laughs> like, I mean, I man, I turned the corner, I saw these trees, and I'm like, that's what I need. That's where I'm gonna get him. I had all this confidence. This dude, uh, uh, Howell, he ended up he ended up winning, and I watched him catch all of his fish. Um, but it, I mean, it was a, it was a pretty big area. Um, 
And uh, I once he said that, like I was like, all right, man, tell me, tell me where you want to fish, and I'm gonna, I'll stay out of your way. I'm like, I can't. It, like I said, it was a pretty, it was a big enough area that we could both be fishing it. So I'm like, I still want to get my limit. I'll let you fish what you want to fish, but I, I want to try to get into some of this action over here. Yeah, that's um, tough, man, right? Yeah, I mean. He was in first place. He's fishing for almost ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, no, I, would, I would let him have it. But at the same time, like, what if I? What if we were close to first place? What if I was like in the money still? It's just like I don't know. Like, what's the rule on that? What's oh, like if, the? Uh, if I was, I mean, if I was fighting for first place and he wasn't in that spot, I would race him to it. Yeah, I mean that's that's my approach to it. Like you're not in it, then it's fair game. Right. Um, but being and that's what I that's how I would handle it. If I was in eighth place and he was in first place and i had a chance to actually catch up to him you i i mean i'm, that, I'm competing and that's, that's also that's all saying that we're not cheaters who watched him fish there before that's like saying like we had no idea what that spot was you know like that's that's you know like, like we're, we're being honest and we're like we've never watched someone catch fish in there or whatever you know whatever right you know? yeah yeah it's not it's not oh i i was sitting a little further up the lake and saw him yeah or, or, or you saw or you saw day one hammering him or something like that yeah mm -hmm. Like I said, I, I turned this corner and this is the first time I'd gone up this creek. I and I didn't even realize that they were fishing those trees because they were kind of working up the bank. So um I was just like, okay, I gotta get in there. Um, but yeah, like like I said, if if I was really competitive competing for a first first prize, first place prize money, I I would have there'd be a there'd, be, there'd, be, there'd, there'd at least be a different conversation, but yeah. No, but, yeah, but like, if I'm not the money, like, and this guy's in first, like, dude, go crush it. I'm gonna go over here and, mm -hmm. and, and go for yeah. myself. <laughs> which is which is pretty much what happened. I kind of followed yeah. him in there at the at basically, I guess, the mouth of this area. It kind of it really opened up, and then it it really bottlenecked down. So he kind of worked his way up the right side and worked my way up the left. And uh, it was probably ten thirty or so, and I got bit. That was my my one bite of the day, and. You know, my like I said, my confidence got back up as soon as I saw this area. I'm like, okay, I can I can get some fish out of here, and I got bit. It was a 19 and a half, I think, 19 and a quarter, um, and I'm like, this is it. I can get four more bites like this today. And then um, I watched Howell go up, and like he went right up to where it bottlenecked. He, I think he he just wanted to make sure I didn't get into this one area because he had fished there on day one too, I guess. Yeah. And uh, so he knew where they were really concentrated, it seemed. So I watched him go up to where bottleneck, and it was just one after another, after another, after another. And then he'd do a lap, and, and then he came back. He's like, hey, can you let this spot rest? I'm not going to – I'm going to come back to it. I'm like, all right, yeah. Like, at that point when he was getting out of it, I'm like, I, yeah. I got I got nothing to work for right now. Uh, that spot's all you. I'm not going to mess with it. Um so he let it rest, and then you know he comes back and he pulled in a twenty-three or twenty-three and a half, and he was just he was on fire. It was it was cool watching him fish too, um, knowing that he was in first place. It was cool just you know like just to watch it happen. Right. But you know, obviously, I wish I was the one catching fish. <laughs> so like you know at, at the end of this, like what are some of the things that you wish you would, or some things you, you want to do differently now? Uh, do you plan on doing any more Hobie events this year? I'm gonna try. Um, or like, or how about just any national tournaments? Period, like KBF, Hobie, uh, Bass, whatever. Honestly, KBF is prop. I'm sorry, uh, Hobie is probably the closest that is gonna that I'll be able to get to, which is gonna be at Hartwell. Um, 
in, in May. So that's the one I'm shooting to get out to. And for that one, I'm going to try to get up there for a week. If I, if I can do it, I'm going to try to get up there to practice for three days before and then get on the, obviously on the water for the tournament. Um, and going into that, I'm going to have a little bit better idea of how I want to break the lake down and kind of explore new waters. Um, what, what, the first time I went to practice on Seminole, I, I spent three days on the water and just I covered probably about 30 miles of water. And after that weekend, I looked back and I was like, I didn't learn a damn thing about this lake. <laughs> like I covered a ton of water and that was my plan going in. I did what I wanted to do. And I realized like I, I barely spent any time fishing. I, I didn't learn anything. Um, I caught fish in that one area where I ended up catching them in the, on tournament day. But um, I need to be able to put together a better plan or like kind of just like what I'd already talked to you about is be better at eliminating some water um so that i can go to i don't know what that really means a lot of times i mean i i I know people when they say that eliminating water but i'm like 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 how do you know this is bad you know i mean like because it's like you go there you say oh well this is a bad spot is it though like what what did you like like, how how much time did you really spend on there i mean i guess it depends on like on how you like to fish and how you would there's gotta be like there's there's gotta be that right like how you how how, what's your strengths what's your weaknesses how do you like to fish and i think that that kind of helps you determine like what eliminating water really means to you you know what i mean like if if i find it i got you know i like to fish a lot of grass if i find grass you know like that's that's good for me even if even if i don't really you know if if i'm not catching fish there's probably a reason why i'm not catching fish i don't know when people say eliminating water i'm like in my mind i'm like i don't really know what that that, what eliminating water means to me because it's just like you know are we just trying to find like are we going out there saying like this is not my strength so i don't need to fish this spot or you know there's no i think a lot of it could also I think a lot of it could also be is like if let's say you got this this area, this big ish area of water that you're like, all right, everything in this big ish area looks really good. It's finding something different about that area. Like let's say you're in a big hydrilla, you're uh, a big area with a ton of hydrilla sitting there, and you're like, all right, this grass looks amazing. I mean. If it's not all the exact same depth, it may just be finding, you know, like a hump in the hydro. It may be finding some kind of depth change. Find, find um, little subtle differences and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Finding finding a pocket. Uh, and it, it, I think if everything looks the exact same, you're not in the right spot. And right. you may not be able to visually see it, but finding something that's not right is where you're probably going to find the fish bunched up a little bit more. Right. So what, 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 are there other things is like, like one thing that I like to do for tournaments is like, like I mean, like we all, I think everyone's got their, like there's certain things, whether it's the, like the, how many days you pre-fish, you know, like what you're eating, like, like all, all the things that goes into like, you know, someone's like uh whatever um, system, I guess. Like mine is like, I have to be wherever I'm going to launch. I have to be camping near that spot. I have to be close to that spot. I don't do that. <laughs> whole, I don't do that whole hour away. Uh, you know, like, like, when, like maybe that's one of my downfalls. So whenever I decided that where, where I'm doing a tournament, I look at the map, I find out where I want to go. And usually, you know, I, you know, I'm not picking like little small areas, but, you know, maybe like the the the, 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 the top quarter of the lake, whatever. Like it's, it's close to where, and like I find a campsite. I got to be close there. In fact, I got to be, I want to be like almost living on the ramp for two days, Uh, you know, whether it's a, a, a park or whatever and things like that. And then I got to have, you know, I, I, I can't do Airbnbs. I have to camp out. I don't know what it is about that. I just have to do that. That's the yeah. way I do things. There's like these little things that I got to do to make me feel comfortable uh, going into the tournaments. And like, I don't want to drive an hour in the morning 
Um, you know, I want to get, I want to get to that launch fast before anyone else gets there. I want to make my prep, you know, like this is, I'm here for, you know, all, all kinds of things, like little things that I like. Yeah, to do. I, don't, I don't mind the drive at all. I mean, um, I'll leave at one or two in the morning and drive for three or four hours to get to the ramp at six o'clock. And so, I mean, it's, it, I don't know. It's almost like a chance to just kind of get up, take my time, eat some breakfast, drink my coffee. And, uh, I'm always drinking beer. Time. I'm always drinking beer tonight before. So I got to have like a few hours of sleep. <laughs> I can't, can't be getting on the road at one o'clock in the morning if my last beer was at like eleven o'clock that night. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> a few hours. But yeah, man, I, I I can't drink nights before. Like I, I'll limit myself to like three beers, and if if I have any more than that, I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up feeling hungover. And yeah. just because That's, it's usually so early. This is this year the goal the goal, the goal is to do these do these, do these tournaments sober. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yeah. do anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna do anymore. Like it, it's really weird because most of the time I camp out by myself, and so it's not like I'm like partying and impressing anyone, but you know, like you get around a fire, you start opening up some beers and you know, it just, when they say, you know, like six of them are gone. And you're like, well, shit, I probably need to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, I think like the biggest thing for me is like, I hate the drive. Like, like when you get off the water, cause uh, I, I, when I did, when I did this one, Santee Cooper, like it took us like 45 minutes to get back to where we were staying. And, and like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't like those drives. You know, like I, 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 want, I want it to be as easy as possible. Like everything else, everything besides the fishing, I want it to be super simple and easy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of people are like that, but they just do not want to do that drive at all. But I mean, like I said, I, 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 first of all, I can't afford a hotel room and I don't want to like pack my stuff up that early in the morning either. So that's what I have. I'd rather, I would rather wake up and have a long drive than wake up at like five in the morning, pack up my tent because I'll get off the water before or after checkout and have to pack up at 5 a.m. and worry about making breakfast. Did I forget anything? And I think it just – for me, that would just add a little bit too much stress. If I had one of those, like, rooftop tents, have you seen those, like, on the trucks? Uh, I, yeah, I got – I, I, have, I, I have a I – have, I have something similar, but it's for the back of my truck. It's not a rooftop. It's like the, I can make – I can set my uh, – Yeah, yeah, yeah. Truck the tent. But the thing is, you got to take – like, I, if I got to travel to a boat launch, that's where I put my, my truck at or my, my – if I had a trailer, it'd work out perfect. But uh, right, but you got to empty everything out of it before you yeah. set that tent. Yeah, so. yeah. See, those things are sweet too. Yeah, it's nice. I mean, it's, it's I mean, like you're off the ground. You can put your little uh, uh, whatever uh, sleep pad down so the truck doesn't hurt your back. It's, it's, it's good. It's good sleeping. But yeah, but I don't know. I, I, to me, I feel like I just like to have things a certain way, whether it's crazy or not. But I, I feel like doing these tournaments, like because you're doing so much pre-fishing, you're doing so much traveling like the easier i can make it the better you know and that, that comes down to like food you know sleep whatever it is like just just make it as simple as possible because it's not easy like fishing like four days in a row um you know it's, whether it's hot or cold whatever it's it's all the same there's all these different th- elements it's like i I, mean, I know like after the tournament like i don't want to fish for like another few days i'm done like i'm i'm, I'm shot out oh yeah you're wiped the, out the ride home i'm just exhausted uh, you know, and it's just from fishing. It's not like we were doing like a CrossFit tournament or something like that, you know, like for, you know, it's just fishing, but like the ride home, I'm sore, my back hurts, I'm tired, just, yeah, it's, just beat it's up. Kayak fishing though, especially if you're going with the pedals and paddle, like if you're, if you got a motor, you are going to get worn out so much less than somebody who's pedaling and paddling everywhere. Um, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but it, it takes a lot of energy, not even just to just pedal or paddle but also to stabilize yourself throughout the day like yeah these kayaks are nowadays are super stable and easy to get into but i mean if you're somebody 
who's getting in a kayak for the first time, I don't care what kayak you're getting in. It could be a $200 Walmart kayak or a, the best Hobie out there. And you're going to struggle to find that balance. Um, just because we've had so much more experience doesn't mean our body's not working to stabilize ourselves, even in these stable kayaks. So right. even when it feels easy, you're still working hard. Yeah, it's still yeah. not. All right. Well, cool, man. We'll wrap this thing up, man. We've been on for almost 50 minutes, but, uh, so what, what are you what are you looking at like what are you looking at for 2021? I know the season's just started. For some of us, the season hasn't even started yet. Uh, what what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Anything you want to do different this year? So um, I'm doing I'm I'm really just fishing as much as I can. So I'm I'm like I said I'm looking forward to doing it. I'm hoping to get at least one more Hobie event in if I can. If I get the time off work, if I can you know afford to get out there, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can to to do that. Um, Anything else I can do, I'm going to. But I'm also going to be fishing in the uh, in the KFL with the Florida Copperheads. So, actually, I'll be on Conrad's team. So, uh, hopefully, I'll be getting my head chopped off. So you are you're definitely doing traveling with that, right? That's that's a lot of work, isn't it? That 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 that, that series. I got to get Greg on here so I can actually talk to him about it. But that's a lot of work, right? You guys can do a few uh, traveling events, right? So yeah, so it's uh, the the regular season is going to be three home events and three travel events. And the way we've set up our team is. Um, so that traveling's tough for somebody to travel to all three events is going to be tough. I, I'm definitely going to travel to one. If I can make it to two, I will, but it's, I doubt it. So really we've kind of almost put together a little bit of a cycle where we're going to make sure we've got a field for every away game and uh, every home game. And, you know, we're fishing at home. We're fishing to our strengths. We chose some lakes that we are uh, we're confident in. Um, so, I mean, It'll be good though. I mean, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we got a lot of really talented guys uh, from from down here in Florida fishing. Yeah, we got you got you got one guy who can't afford to lose. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got that. Right. He's got to he's got to win. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I need to get Greg on here and actually talk about that. I mean, like, you know, I just haven't really been paying much attention, and I, I realized I saw it coming out, but I didn't think too much about it. And then, like I said, people kept giving me these, like the, like these annoying teams kept asking me to follow them. I'm like, all right, I'll follow you. Yeah. And then you know, and then I started putting it together, and I started seeing who were on these teams. I'm like, oh shit, this is different. This, this is different than I thought it was. This is this is an actual whatever. And so I looked more into it. I'm like, oh man, I wish I would have paid attention. So I got to get Greg on here and really talk about it because it looked like it's going to be like a lot of people are buying into it. It looks like going to be a really good time. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the rosters of all the teams that are that are involved with this, there are some. There's some big names that are uh, that are going to be competing in it. So I mean, it's it's going to be competitive. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think the most exciting part of it for me is just going to have that different format. You know, like it's going to be really cool to see what a team setting is like. You know, like uh, if Conrad decides he just doesn't want to have a good day of fishing one day, you know, I can I can be out there catching all the 22 and 23 inches. Yeah, yeah, like that's gonna happen. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but cool, man. Uh, we'll definitely have to bring Greg on here. But uh, dude, is there anyone you want to sure. thank or uh, acknowledge, whatever, before we end this, to make the, to make the fishing easier for you? Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank uh, Five Kayaks for uh, always getting me on the water, helping me out in so many different ways. Uh, they've been, I've been with them for about a year now, and it's been an incredible partnership. And they've always treat me so well. Um, Mr. B lure company, uh, same thing. It's a great relationship. they make some incredible lures, great jigs. Uh, chatterbaits. Yeah. I, I love their chatterbaits. I mean, definitely beats paying 25 bucks for, uh, for the jackhammer. If you don't have to, um, 
Awesome stuff. Um, also, I want to thank Angler, another company they great to work with. They uh, have put together a couple one-on-one -on -one tournaments and um, uh, some other social media stuff that's been fun to work with them with. Um, and uh, and Kayak Cushion. Uh, they uh, actually – have you? do you have a Kayak Cushion? Not yet. I don't even have my Kayak yet, though, man. So. <laughs> I, I just got it, and um, it is – I cannot believe it. I never thought that um, that you can make the seat more comfortable. It is it is awesome. I don't even I don't even put it under my butt. I actually put it up against my the back of my seat, and uh, man, like my back does not hurt at all at the end of the day. Like I, I could I can go nonstop. Yeah, I have to check them out. But uh, well, man, Jake, I really appreciate you coming on. Like I just I, I like to talk to people about like I hate talk like it's fun to talk to everyone that just gets first place all the time. But it's like. I was like, dude, I want to talk to the guys who didn't do that well or, or had some, like, you know, whatever. And so appreciate you coming on talking about that. I uh, wish you good luck with everything else going on this year. But uh, I'm definitely going to talk to you sometime later this season. The season's just started, so tons of shit that happens, needs to happen. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Seminole was uh, – it was an awesome experience, and uh, and that's kind of the way I'm looking at it. My first first OB event, it was a great experience. Got in, got to compete against the best in the kayak fishing world, and uh, – it was exciting. It was intimidating, um, and I'm I'm proud to have you know accomplished a you know a respectable showing. I'll call it. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know I'm I'm really looking forward to really digging in and competing with everybody uh, moving forward. All right, cool, man. Well, thanks again. Uh, I'll talk to you soon. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me on.